10 Useless Things You Spend Money On, presented by 40inbox.com, where you can learn how to master your money. Number one, buying brand name products. Store and generic brands have to be one of the most underused ways to save money across a range of products. From food to skincare to over-the-counter medicine, chances are your local grocery or drugstore has a store brand for them or sells a generic version. You can check the labels, and in most cases, the ingredients are pretty much identical, but you don't have to spend money on the big brand names. For example, you could use Sam's Club's Cola or Sam's Cola with Coca-Cola, right? And the price difference between like a 24-can box is almost 5 or $6. And all the ingredients are basically exactly the same. So you got to keep that in mind. Also, if you have prescriptions, you can sometimes ask your pharmacist for the generic version of your medications. They work just the same as the brand name and can save you quite a bit of cash if your copay is high. Number two, paying someone else for simple car repairs. Basic car maintenance is something fewer and fewer of us learn, perhaps due to our increasingly busy lives and the preference for someone else to do maintenance work. But assuming you own a car, money is flying out your wallet if you take your car to a shop for every little complication, especially the big name dealerships. Several of these simpler car problems don't take a professional mechanic to fix, and even routine maintenance tasks can be performed at home. So the great thing about the internet age for car owners is that there are all sorts of easy and helpful instruction videos out there, and also make you feel pretty darn good about yourself when you could change the oil on your car. Now this doesn't mean you can just start whacking at your engine with a socket wrench, but you definitely have more ability to tune up your car for cheap than you think you do. Number three, grocery shopping when you're hungry or when you have all the time in the world. Avoid these two scenarios when taking a trip to the grocery store at all costs. If you shop for groceries when you're hungry, even just kind of hungry, you're more susceptible to buying extra stuff you don't need or that you'll waste later. Same goes for a leisurely grocery trip. If you make your trip when you have other errands to do and only a certain amount of time to do them, you're less likely to spend time exploring all the aisles and picking up more food than you originally planned on buying. Number four, buying a snack at the gas station every now and then. The quotation marks are there because every now and then usually means you just don't keep track of all the little snack purchases you make on the go. All those bottles of soda and chip bags you pick up when you're filling up the tank or making a stop at the drugstore add up. Make a rule that you have to track all those little snack purchases and you only get a small allowance of them per month. Get in the habit of bringing plenty of fluids in a snack or two with you whenever you go do errands or anything else that might bring you near convenient snack-filled temptations. 
Number five, taking expiration dates as law. For some of the most perishable foods, expiration dates hold more authority. But you can usually tell this by the funky smells or colors that develop when they start to go bad. But an expiration date on a food item isn't the be-all end-all, assuming they have been stored in a cool, dry area. The most obvious case of this is pretty much any dried good, such as cereal, uncooked pasta, and dried beans. Several foods that usually go bad when their labels say they will, such as raw meat or bread, can be stored in the freezer before their expiration date. If you don't think you'll make it in time and be perfectly fine when you thaw them again. Number six, paying for cable. Which, by the way, if anyone's still paying for cable, what are you doing? So cutting the cord might seem like something only super savvy millennials and tech whizzies can do without sacrificing a few of their favorite shows, but there are a bazillion TV and movie streaming services and other non-cable options out there now, and the quality and variety of which will only keep growing in the years to come. Pretty much any streaming service is cheaper than paying for cable or dish, and you don't get stuck with all the extra channels you never watch yet still have to pay for. You can't sit there and surf channels aimlessly anymore, of course, but it's not like doing that made your TV experience fantastic anyway. Number seven, only using credit debit cards. Convenient, a bit ignorant bliss, definitely. If you almost exclusively use your card to pay for things, it's a lot easier to spend more than you intend to because you aren't seeing. The money. You just press some buttons and boom, purchase made. You might not be so liberal with your funds if you had to watch the cash leave your wallet. So if you use mobile banking or money management apps to keep on top of your finances while still using your card and it's working, keep doing your thing. But keep in mind, if it's working. So for the rest of you, you might want to consider weekly or bi-weekly trips to your bank. Or ATM and withdrawing a fixed amount of cash for your spending. Number eight, your bank in general. Banks and everything to do with them are just money vacuums in general. Take a look at your accounts and card fees and see if there are any better options than what you currently have. Try your best to use ATMs for your bank only, as using another branch's machines typically racks up. Unpleasant fees, which I'm pretty certain I've actually seen a fee of almost like six percent, which is absolutely insane. Number nine, a drafty living space. So if you pay heating and cooling bills, you might be paying more than you need to due to inadequate insulation. If you can afford it, you can install more airtight windows and maybe a door or two, as well. But effective insulation can be achieved without entirely replacing your windows, in most cases. And number ten, in-game purchases. Now this is a huge one. As a semi-recovering Candy Crush addict, I know how hard this habit is to break. But those one dollar or five dollar purchases here and there will add up. And you'll suddenly be looking at your bank statement with a whole lot of shame and regret. 
remove your credit card info from any sites or apps where you play games, and if you get really frustrated by a level you just can't seem to beat, Google a how-to guide. Which, by the way, you should also keep this in mind. Anytime you see a game that you can download for free, start to uh, understand that they're pretty much doing that to basically grab you, get them into their ecosystem, get you sort of like hit with like a few uh, easy dopamine triggers and basically be like, oh yeah, you know, I pass this level so easily. Oh, I'm starting to get points here and there. Oh, this is so easy. Swipe here, tap there. Oh, diamonds, woohoo, right? And then you start hitting levels that are getting harder and harder and harder. And then you see this little option like, oh, you could just tap a button right here for 99 cents and you could just skip this level, right? Oh, you could tap again for another 99 cents and then you could get another life, right? It's a very addictive way for someone to end up losing money. Now, we all know someone who spent the price of a car on Fortnite or League of Legends, which, by the way, keep this in mind, these are free games, and yet we probably all know at least one person that has spent the price of basically a used car or even a brand new car. Like, keep that in mind. It's like you're literally buying things that physically don't exist. Keep that in mind. Feel free to watch more episodes. Check out 40inbox.com to master your money, personal finance lessons, personal finance courses. Contact us with your personal finance question or story. And feel free to give your thoughts as to what you would think people tend to spend their money on.